בשם השם נעשה ונצליח. We haven't done a case on modern halacha in a while, but since it's Shavuot in the next few days, we want to talk about something extremely important, and that is... Um, We have dairy on Shavuot, and also Rabbi Vadya brings that it's like Shabbat. So Shabbat we have meat, or if you can't have meat, you at least try to have chicken. So how our class today is, how are we supposed to conduct ourselves on Shavuot so we don't have the sin of milk and meat together? First of all, I wanted to explain why do we even have milk on Shavuot? Why is the custom? So Rav Avadiyah brings in Chazan Avadiyah that when we got the Torah, Moses told us that we're not allowed to eat non-kosher meat anymore. And the laws of Shechita, slaughter, melicha, salting the meat, Nikur, taking out the Gida Nashed, the sciatic nerve, Removing all the forbidden fats is very complicated. Therefore, the Jews, I would say they wanted to celebrate after they got the Torah with a feast, but they couldn't have meat because they didn't know how to slaughter kosher meat and all the other details of kosher meat. So the day they got the Torah, they only had milk, which is the easiest thing to have. Besides the fact that there's some opinions that say it was Shabbat the day they got the Torah. Like this year on the second day of Shavuot is Shabbat and you're not allowed to slaughter anyway. So that's why we have milk to remind us that our celebration after we got the Torah was with dairy foods. But I, want, I saw another few beautiful ideas to connect it. Torah is compared to milk, as the Gemara and Tanit says. And the reason why, when you learn Torah, it makes you sin-free. If you follow the Torah, it makes you angelic and pure. So therefore, that's why we celebrate with milk, which is white, to show you that through the power of Torah, we become pure like the Kohen Gadol, Another, I saw another beautiful Midrash from the Menorat Or The Midrash says that who drinks milk? Children. The Torah can only be understood and retained because some people unfortunately, like we learned in Pirkei Avot, Torah goes in one year, goes out the other. The Torah can only be inculcated and become a part of us if we're like humble, like children that have no haughtiness And it says, I wanted to say my own beautiful Chiddush. There's a wonderful Midrash. I beg you, look up this Midrash in Parashat Tanchuma. Midrash Tanchuma in Parashat Baigash. It says there that when God wanted to give us the Torah, He asked for guarantors. The Jews said, Abram and Yitzhak and Yaakov will be our guarantors. God rejected them for different reasons. Then they thought, they said, our children will be our guarantors. God said, right away, God said, those are the best guarantors. So I wanted to say a like this, that it could be since 
It's because it says in Tehilim, Mipi, Olelim v'yonkim yasata oz. King David tells us it's because of the infants and the ch- children that suck milk. The infants that God gave us the most powerful tool in the world, which is the Torah, which is enhances our life. So, it's because that we gave the children that their entire food is milk, that God was willing, they're the guarantors for the Torah. Only then God said, I'll give you this most precious being. And that's why we have to realize that the Torah of our children is the most precious. As the Gemara says in Shabbat, we're going to come to it in Dafyomi soon, that the whole world is only existing on that sweet and pure voice, Hevel P.M. So now we want to get to the main part of the class, and that is how on Shavuot can we have milk and meat together? Obviously, the Torah forbids us three times to have meat and milk together. But today's class is not going to be about having milk after meat, which you have to wait six hours, or if you're in a tight spot, five and a half, five hours and 31. Today the class is based on Yechav Edat, Rabbi Vadia's wonderful work, Chapter, uh, Volume 3, Teshubah 58, Nunchet. We know that, very simply speaking, the uh, Talmud tells us that we are supposed to wait between milk and meat. If we look at the Talmud, the Talmud on Chulin 105, the Talmud Bavli says, Amar Evchista, Achal Basar, Asur Le'echol Gevina. If you had meat, you're forbidden to have cheese. But if you had cheese, you could have meat. And then the Gemara asks, how much should you wait between having meat and cheese? So I apologize. The Talmud here is asking between if you had cheese first, like cereal and milk, now you want to have meat. How much do you need to weigh? The Gemara says, Loklum. Amar Rav Yochanan answers, you don't have to wait at anything. And Rashi explains, why is that? Really, why is the reason why we're so much more lenient that we don't wait we're going to see too long between when we want to have meat after milk. Rashi says because Shabasar asur lechol gevina lefi Shabasar mutsi shuman. Why do we have to wait so long after we have meat? Because the meat is very fatty, and it attaches the taste of it to our palate and it takes a long time to digest but you know cottage cheese and cream cheese and milks are easily digested and really there's two reasons even though today's class is not essentially about waiting between 
meat and milk, there's two reasons that we do that. Either because the meat gets stuck, the strings of meat get stuck between our teeth, or because it takes a long time to digest and the taste stays in our mouth and in our palate and we regurgitate it and we have like a little bit heartburn and it's getting digested. So if you have the cheese right after, it's kind of like the taste both in your palate and in your digestive system gets digested together. But the Rashba says that this is not the case with cheese after meat because the taste of cheese doesn't stain your palate, especially milk. It's soft, it's not as hard to digest, and it doesn't get stuck between the teeth. Now Tosvot, because of this, says an amazing thing. The opinion of Tosvot, if you look over there on 104 in the Talmud Chulin, Bavli, he says, She'achol basar so uh, I was studying this with my students. We have to realize we do not go like this Rabbeinu Tam, but the position of the Rabbeinu Tam very simply is that even right after, if you have meat, if you want to have cheese after, all you need to do is three things. Wash your hands, have some bread or fruits, so you clean out your palate, and then wash down some f- water, so the whole thing goes down. According to Rabbeinu Tam, even then you're allowed to have uh, cheese after meat. And the Talmud here is saying, it's much more simpler meat after cheese you don't even need to do the uh, eating the bread and washing your hands this is what the Bahag and the Rabbeinu Tam hold we do not paskin like that we follow the Alfasi that says so we follow the Rambam and the Alfasi the Shulchan Aruch and all the whole nation of Israel, that after meat, in order to have cheese, you have to wait six hours. But, in order to have meat after cheese, all you need to do is wash your hands, eat something that um, goes between your teeth. We're kind of using it as like toothpaste to clean out your palate. And drink some water. And the Rambam concurs with his father's rabbi. The Rimagash was the uh, rabbi of the Rambam's father Maimon, and the Alfasi was the Rimagash's rabbi. So the Rambam always gives a lot of credit to the opinion of the Alfasi, so he says, the Rambam says verbatim, If you had milk, dairy stuff, you're allowed to have meat right away. The only thing you need to do is wash out your mouth with water and have some fruits or bread 
and you have to chew them well and swallow them. Well, this is what the Rashba holds and the Me'iri, the Ran, many Rishonim. And uh, the Tashbetz just brings that this is based on the Talmud Yerushalmi that you need to have bread in between bread or anything that has a similar consistency to bread. Like crackers between um, dairy and having meat. Because the Yerushalmi over there says, He says a person has dairy food and wants to have meat, he needs to have a piece of bread in between. Now, what's very important to understand is that the Shulchan Aruch follows the Rambam and says verbatim in chapter 89, Yoredeya, Sif Katan Bet, Achal Gevina Mutar Lechol Basar Miyad. If you had dairy, you were allowed to have meat right away. This is what Rabbi Yosef Karo writes in the Shulchan Aruch. Ubilvad, the only thing you have to do is during the day you have to walk, look at your hands to make sure that there's no residue of cheese on them. Because cheese also does have some grease, obviously. And at night, where you, it's not so visible your hands if there's any residue grease of dairy on it, you need to wash your hands then uh, drink some water, wash out your mouth with water, and have some bread that you chew very well, or fruits, and uh, then right away. The Ashkenazim that follow the Ramah, he says, no, some people also wait after cheese six hours, and that's our custom. Even if you only have white meat, like um, chicken, he says some people also have a custom in the Europe to be like the Sephardim. You shouldn't make a fight over it. But of course he agrees that if you want to have meat after dairy, you need to do the three steps which is wash out your mouth, wash your hands, and have something parv, crackers or cookies or something like fruits in between. But he says that it's better to not be lenient and wait six hours both ways. Now, the Maharami Rutenberg very interestingly says that he used to make fun of people that used to wait six hours between dairy to have meat. But he says, one time I found a piece of cheese between my teeth and then he said I was, uh, I decreed upon myself that I always wanted to um, wait six hours. And he says this is not going against the Talmud because there was a very strict rabbi in the Talmud Marukva said my father was so pious that he wouldn't have milk and meat even on the same day. So he said that there, there are opinions in the Talmud. Marukva that we follow, his father would not have meat or milk or milk or meat anyway. 
on the same day. But the son said, I would have it from meal to meal. And this is, by the way, why we wait six hours. I was asked, by the way, what's the difference Kabbalistically, philosophically? What is the reason for meat and milk? So the reason is, is that meat, the grozal, brings from the Kabbalistic sources. The Gon Vilna says that milk is the symbol of life. And it could be that this is another reason we have milk on Shavuot, because Torah bring, brings life. Without Torah, our souls die within us and our conscience, and there is no Jewish future, ethical future for the world. So, meat, you can only have meat, obviously we don't eat live animals, only through shkita, through slaughter, so it's blood. Kabbalistically, these two energies of life and death should never be intermingled because they cause destruction to the world. But the reason why if you have milk first, you could have meat is because milk is life and obviously sooner or later after life, death comes. But to mix life with death, that's very bad. That's why you have to wait till the next meal, six hours. Now, Moving right along, the Maharami Rutenberg, very interestingly, is one of the earliest people that the custom for waiting even after dairy six hours comes. But he says that I only wait for red meat. Something to keep in mind is that the Torah says don't cook a child in the meat of his mother. Which means from Torah law only the meat of a four-legged animal is forbidden to have with its kosher milk. But two-legged animals, which are birds, and to have with dairy is only rabbinically. Now the Bet Yosef argues and says that yes, the Maharam, the Maharam could be from the Zohar also. Parenthetically, a lot of people, even Sephardim, wait an hour because of the Zohar. The Zohar says if you have meat and milk, or milk and meat in the same meal, in one hour, during the same meal, it brings hard decrees onto the world. So the Bet Yosef says that it doesn't make sense, the Maharam. The Zohar is saying even with chicken... So he says, if you want to keep the hard, strict custom, you should not follow the Maharam, Mirutenberg, which was the Rebbe of Rabbeinu Asher, you should even wait after chicken meat. Now, the Orachim HaKadosh begs to differ. He says that this idea that the Zohar says, now it's, the Zohar, by the way, is the source, very importantly, that a lot of Persians also have, which we're going to talk about at the end of the class, to wait an hour between dairy and to have meat. But the great Orachim HaKadosh in his book Pritoar says that this only applies for red meat, not chicken meat or turkey. And the Yaivitz, Rabbi Yaakov Emden, agrees that the Davka Le'enyan Of Vigvina Ochalav B'yachan Mishum Yossi the um, obviously everybody agrees that you're not allowed to have chicken and dairy together, 
But to wait an hour or six hours, that, um, that the Rabbi Yaakov Enbedin and the Orachayim HaKodosh, which is a great Sephardi halachic authority, says that that only applies this, the, for red meat, not for chicken meat, to wait an hour or six hours, depending on your custom. Now, it's interesting that the great Rishonim, Rab Shlomo Luria and Yamshel Shlomo, he understands the Zohar a whole different way. He says the Zohar altogether is only talking about if you're having meat, then milk. Aval Bishar Basar Achar Gvinan Mutar. He says the Zohar. And we explain Kabbalistically why, according to the Gra, if you're having meat after dairy, even according to the Zohar, the Yamshel Shlomo holds it's okay. And that's what his opinion is. He says you should not... He says the only time you need to be worried is if you have holes in your teeth. You have... Then Rabbi is going to bring, based on the Chidah, that obviously, even if you want to have meat after dairy... Well, if you know always when you have cheese or dairy, milk gets stuck in, then you don't want to munch on a steak if you have cheese between your teeth. Then obviously, if you have holy teeth, holy not with a H, but with a W-H-O-L, then you should do a good flossing. Now, there's another opinion Rav Avadia brings from the Chagurat Shmuel that says that the Zohar also was um, only talking about cheese that is six months hard. That's when the Zohar says you should not have hard cheese after meat after hard cheese. But regular cottage cheese or the cheese that's, that's um, very easy to digest, the Zohar is not talking that it's going to bring negative energy to the world. Now, let's talk about practical halacha. The Benishchai says that the minag of Baghdad Jews was that any cheese that would, was aged six months, they would wait six hours for. But if if it was just regular cheese that was not aged for six months, then they would just wait an hour based on the Zohar. Now, Rav Aliyashiv also says that since pizza, for example, even though it's dairy, it's very heavy, one should wait at least an hour or recommend it six hours. Because again, it's going the same idea that why we wait so long after meat is because it's hard to digest. Again, the meat, Pizza is very cheesy. The palate, it stays in your stomach and your palate. So that's why after pizza, he says it's a smart idea to wait six hours. Now, the Sha'alot Teshuvot Divrei Yosef says that even if you would were to assume that the Zohar says you have to wait six hours or an hour uh, the Zohar does not say six hours. The Zohar says you need to only wait an hour, but it's clear that the Talmud does not mention anything. So therefore, we always know that the rule is push come to shove, 
when there is a dispute between the Talmud and the Kabbalah, we follow the Talmud. And the Talmud is clear that you do not even need to wait an hour after dairy to have meat. And basically, this is what Rav Avadia agrees, that Sephardic halacha based on the Shulchan Aruch is that on Shavuot, ladies and gentlemen, what you can do is have an early brunch, and in that brunch you could have milk. Rabovadia's son-in-law just brings in his book Nekudot Ba'alacha that, and Rabbi Yitzchak Yosef says that what you need to do is basically you can have an early brunch. You could wash or decide not to watch, have cheesecake or whatever you want to have. You just need to do five things. Once you have dairy and you're ready to have your meat, you need to ta- change the tablecloth. First to Birkat Amazon. And I want to thank my brother-in-law, which is a very big Talmud Chacham. He said that... Um, According to his understanding of the Zohar, as long as it's not in one meal, and this is what the uh, post can bring is, so basically once you change the table, once you add the dairy, you need to first say grace after meals, birkat hamazon, then change the tablecloth so to, to bring the meat, then do the three other things, which are what? Uh, washing your, having bread, which is parv, washing out your mouth and washing your hands. Now, it's very interesting that Rav Avadia brings from the great Rav Eliyahu Mani, the Av Betin of Hebron, which Rav, Rav Ben Ishchai quotes, that the minhag of Jerusalem was that they would not wait even an hour. So they understood the Zohar not like you need to wait an hour, just uh, have the dairy, do the birkat amazon, do benching, the grace after meals, then you could go ahead. Obviously, they, the Ben Ishchai says that you, you need to be careful. Logic is the most important part of any worship of God. Obviously, if you're prone to have cheese and food stuck in your teeth, then you need to do a good flossing, which Rabavadia emphasizes a lot. Now, it's very important to realize that um, the Abdullah Somech and the Ben Ishchai both bring that if somebody is very, not very sick, not even his life suddenly sick, but he, the doctors recommend he have a lot of calcium or for whatever reason, he may have a terrible type of constipation, or he has a blood deficiency, he needs, he needs to have meat. Such a person, even after having milk, if, even if he has meat, he, does, he only needs to wait an hour. So this is a very interesting halacha, that the Ben Ishchai says, If somebody is sick, even not life-threateningly sick, let's say, God forbid, like now he had the 
COVID virus. And for whatever reason, he had meat. And the doctor said that it's very important for him to have a lot of dairy in order to make himself strength. He just needs to wait an hour, wash his hands and wash his mouth out. For sick people, you do not need to wait sick for six hours, even after having um, meat. And uh, for sure, for a woman that gave birth, because she has a din of a chole. And for children, Ravavadya brings here that obviously even a sick person has to change the tablecloth and do birkat amazon if he had meat. And he wants to... Children, Ravavadya brings that uh, for sure they don't need to wait an hour like the Zohar. Because even... For after meat for a sick person, he doesn't need to wait six hours. I just wanted to bring out that Ravavadi also brings in the uh, volume four, Chelek Gimel of Yechavedat Teshubah 41, that if, for example, by mistake, you had just had meat, and half an hour you were forgetful, and you said a brach on ice cream, you should go ahead and taste the ice cream so it shouldn't be bracha levatala. Actually, one of my students got mad at me and said, you shouldn't go so such in depth in this class and tell people the, the uh, opinion of the Rebbeinu Tam. No. We are here to give everybody knowledge. Knowledge is power. And that's why, even if you add meat, if you say a bracha on something dairy, you should go ahead and taste the dairy as long as you have no meat stuck in your mouth, because to say a bracha for no reason is forbidden from Torah law. And ch- regarding children, at least one year before, by 12, they should start keeping six hours at least. So the bottom line we come to is that Sephardic halacha says you need to do three things after having dairy. Wash your hands, Wash out your mouth. Have something parved like crackers, cookies, or bread, or fruit. The minhag of Iran, a lot of people had a minhag to wait an hour. That's fine. Ravavadya says you should continue your minhag. It's based on the Benishchai, which is based on the Zohar. The Chida also. Um, and the minhag to wait Six hours after hard cheese is also a okay minhag. It's we, it's nothing that's crazy. The only thing to remember is is that the minhag of Yerushalayim was, and the Gemara does not make any distinction between any type of cheese. So if you want to be lenient and follow the strict Safari halacha, it makes no difference what type of cheese you have. You could immediately after you do the three steps. And obviously, say Birkat Amazon if you add bread or Bracha Chrona and change the tablecloth. But Ravavadya brings a big if. If somebody was learned the, the halacha mistakenly and thought that, that, that you have to wait an hour between milk and meat is an actual halacha, then he can be lenient and not wait anything. 
even without annulling his vow. We're doing atarat netarim because he was all under a false presumption. So therefore, may everybody have a very meaningful Shavuot and may God help that we be able to see each other very soon in person. Hopefully, the synagogues will be able to be open this Shavuot. Have a wonderful day and don't forget to subscribe.